So when you're told you're not good enough, you tell them, not only am I good enough, I'm more than enough. podcast is brought to you by Women of Empowerment, an organization where all women can be encouraged, advised, and renewed. Hey guys, welcome to the Cultivate Her podcast. This is a podcast where you can tap into your purpose and make sure that you challenge yourself in walking in your destiny. I am your host, Christina Nelson, founder of Women of Empowerment, Inc. And I'm here with my co-host, my friend, my homie Patromi, the girl that always keeps it real with me, Jenny Boo. How you doing, girl? Hey, girl, you know me. I'm ready to just jump right in. Yeah, so we're talking about identity crisis, and we're talking about letting go and manifesting in your identity, okay? So I just wanted to share with you real quick, Jen, um, some things that I've been going through. And the first thing is that I've been in this place of self-discovery. I've been trying to rediscover myself, um, trying to understand the things that triggers me, and the things that have... I would say like my experiences and stuff like that, that have made me the person I am today, if that makes any sense. Cause obviously like when we go through things, those things create who we are and how we engage with people. Right. Yeah, indeed. Yes, it does. Right. So those things have been like a thing that I've been realizing now at my age that I realize have defined who I am and how I interact with people, how I respond to things how um, my personality might be, like all those different things. It just pretty much adjusts my every aura, right? So I'm in this place and I'm trying to figure out why I get so, why I'm so emotional, why I'm so antsy, why I'm not welcoming of certain type of friends and why, just why, who am I and why am I this way? You know, so I, I really wanted to go into this podcast because I was like, man, I don't know if it's got to be a real thing. I'm constantly trying to find myself, constantly trying to figure out who I am. What, why do I always need to find myself to be in this place of self-discovery? Have you ever been in a situation like that, Jen, where you're in self-discovery? Oh, and by the way, before you answer that question, I am sipping on a drink. Jen, are you sipping on something? Yes, I am, girl. You know, I got my pink Moscato in my mason jar. This is my go-to every time, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so she has her pink Moscato, which is her go-to. And I, this is not my go-to, but, you know, we're going to work on it because this is what I got. So I have me a margarita right now with some tequila and margarita mix, and it's awesome. So, yes, girl, going back to the self-identity and, um, well, I would say self-discovery and realizing what your identity is. I think just like you said, the things that we go through really do shape and mold who we become. Ultimately, we're supposed to go through different relationships and different situations to teach us. You know, we're supposed to really be able to learn from the different experiences that we go through so that way we know who we are and what we're really capable of doing. You know, there's some people that get caught in a cycle where they're not really 
you know, understanding of that. They're not learning any lessons from different situations. That's why they find themselves in like an ongoing, repeated, you know, cycle. But ultimately, all these things that we go through in life is really supposed to just teach us and really just show us who we are deep down inside. So it's important for us to really take that and have an understanding of that. So that way we can really see, you know, what, who we are, what our expectations are, you know, what our capabilities are and find out from there what we're looking for, what we're, you know, expecting from others, what we're capable of bringing to others, you know? So I think that's all in, in growth and development. So it's really important for a person to go through that self-discovery to really discover who they are. Yeah, I, I agree. But what I'm trying to see from your standpoint is like, is there something or in experiences in your life that you realize have changed or mold who you are, the person that you are, this identity, you know, when you look at yourself in the mirror, right? And mm-hmm. you see yourself um, and you realize the person that you are, are there experiences in your life um, or maybe words that you've heard from other people that have shaped who you are? Every day. I mean, I see the way I look at life, life is a journey for me. So I take any little experience that I go through, I take a lesson out of it. For example, I remember before I upgraded my vehicle, I was driving a 2009 Nissan Sentra. And this car, it was a really nice car. I'm very grateful for it. But for my commute back and forth to New Jersey, it was a struggle. So getting on the highways and going up through tunnels and on bridges, I was honestly scared because I couldn't go over 20 miles an hour, you know, and I'm looking in my rear view and I see all these cars like flying around me, you know, so just just being like giving me like extreme anxiety because I had no control over the situation. All I could do, I had no control over no cars around me. All I could do was really just focus on myself in that moment and get into my destination. And while I have all these cars flying around me and, you know, honking at me because I'm not going fast enough, I'll never forget this one man. And this is probably like the first time and the only time anybody has ever done this. But this one man, he drove past me and he, you know, pulled up right to the side of me. And I thought he was going to be like everybody else and like um, yell at me or, you know, tell me to go to the side or what have you. But he asked me... I'll never forget, he asked me if I needed any help. And me, knowing that he couldn't do anything in that moment because, you know, we're on the middle of the highway and there's no way to pull over. So I just told him, you know, I'm okay, thank you. You know, my car just struggles going up the hill or whatever. So with him just taking that moment to show some kind of compassion, it really just showed me that, you know, despite all of the negative things that are around me, all of the distractions that are around me, that there's still things to be grateful for. So the mere fact that he was able, or he even cared enough to pull beside me and just to see a a woman struggling, you know what I mean? And just to ask me if I was okay, that touched me in in a way that that really molded me to to let me know that there's there's still hope out there, you know, there's still good people out there. It just, you need to just be who you are and just, go through life as you feel you're supposed to go through life and that there's people out there that really show compassion and care. And for you to add to that, it's important for us to really be able to be that light that we need sometimes because you just never know, 
you know, who needs some kind words for that day. So I think everything that I go through, no matter how big, no matter how small, I try to take some kind of lesson out of it and allow that to shape and mold me to who I am because life is a journey and we can't take anything for granted these days. Life is too short, you know? Yeah, I agree. Life is super short. We definitely can't take things for granted. Like, you know, yeah. by a blink of an eye, you could be here. Tomorrow's just not promised, right? You can be here today exactly. and tomorrow. So I completely understand. Um, I definitely wanted to uh, talk about the fact that in this process of self-discovery, because it's it's just crazy that I'm I'm going through this you know, now, but to me, it's like, why am I going through this now? I thought maybe that I would go through the process of self-discovery, maybe at 40 or, you know, because I mean, we're, we're in our twenties and thirties and, you know, that's the process where you're kind of like, I'm learning that this is something like this. Okay. I like this about me and this is about me and this is how I am, you know, like picking and choosing, yourself and understanding things about yourself if that makes any sense and I've been in this place where there are things about me that I'm like hmm who is this person I don't I don't I don't get who this person is I don't get why I'm like this you know like okay let me just I'm gonna just be frank with you guys one thing that I found very hard was to be very emotional with people it was so hard for me to just express myself and say hey, um, I miss you, or I love you, or I'm thinking about you, you know, like mushy gushy. I'm like, uh, I'm not, I don't really like that. And I started to realize that that part of me was not there because of the fact that I wasn't raised like that. You know, mm -hmm. like my family wasn't like that. My mom wasn't like that. My dad wasn't like that. We don't embrace each other, hug each other. You know, Jen, you and I go back. Your family's mm -hmm. all on the cheek and hugging and loving and even that was a culture shock for me when I was around your family I was like whoa this is a lot you know but I had to get used to it so I started to realize that this is something about me like whoa like it's crazy you need to let down these walls like you can't let I realized that I couldn't let my past stuff you know become who I am the past things I experienced cannot define who I am. Who are you, Christina? Who are you? This identity, this identity crisis that you're going through of things that you experienced that has shaped who you are, it is your choice to choose who you are. And that was a problem for me, like just trying to let down my guard because I love people, right? I love people and I love to be around people, but I can't be, um, I can't embrace them and show love, you know, it doesn't make sense. You're absolutely right. You can't show something or teach something or do something that you weren't taught. Like, how would you know how to embrace or really, you know, know what love is if you're not really shown the expression of it? But, you know, one thing that I feel people lack or what we, one thing that what I feel people do is we take things that we're raised with, like old baggage or you know, traditions or however, oh, my mom used to do this. And we bring that into our future selves and our families and our relationships, realizing, you know, not realizing that, you know, just because that's how you were raised doesn't mean that that's the, you know, how it has to be. You have the power to mold your own life. You could create your own boundaries, your own expectations. You just have to know that you're strong enough to do it, trusting yourself enough to know that you're, you know, guiding yourself down the right path. So I think it's important for you to just be able to realize, you know, 
well, realize it all in all. You know, some people don't even realize, you know, that they're taking old things and bring it into their new, you know, life. But it's important yeah. for you to just Say know that you're Some people don't realize what? They don't realize that they're taking old things and bringing it into their new life. We do it every day. You know, it's just self-sabotage. But that's because that's how that's how we're used to behaving or reacting or moving. We just got to find a new normal, find a as an adult, what, what our boundaries are, you know, not just for ourselves, with other people, with relationships, whether it be romantic or platonic, you know, just figure out, you know, what your limitations are, period. Like, that's important. Girl, I can't imagine, like, the amount of times that I've taken, and I think a lot of us in general don't realize that a lot of times it's something from our past that is burdening us it's sitting on our shoulders and mm-hmm. it's preventing us from moving forward it i mean like I, I i mean i think that a lot of us are affected when it comes to even to building even when it comes to building healthy relationships yep. um is that the past emotional aspect and it's funny because that's what i wanted to talk about i wanted to talk about emotional identity and mm-hmm. it falls right into that range of past things affecting our current future, current our present and our future, right? And I realized that a lot of those past things affect me and created this person that I am, right? I always say this person because I think identity is a constant thing that you're always searching for. We're always in a place of searching for Because you're always growing. You're always growing, so you're yeah, always developing right. yourself. Right. But is growth? You know what's crazy now that you said growth, you talk about we're always growing. I'm wondering if growing and searching for your identity are two different things or are they the same? I think they're one and the same um, because you have to grow to be able to accept the identity. You're not going to be the same person that you were when you were 16. Everybody has to grow and develop at some point. Mm -hmm. Very true. Very true. And some people aren't ready to do either, grow or find their identity. So they're just stuck. Jen out here throwing shade, y'all. Scoop up. <laughs> she be coming quick with the shade, man, on, on, the, on the Cultivate Her episode, y'all. But I'm it's true. <laughs> she being real. I'm going to take a sip to that. I'm sorry. Let's go. Cheers. We're going to take a sip to that because it's, it's true. Mm-mm. Wow. She just blew my mind. But it's very true. A lot of times people aren't open to it. They're not open to the growth. And um, in the process of of learning yourself, there has to be room for growth. And we don't have that room for growth. But I want to track back to understanding um, our emotional identity. And uh, I have the definition of emotional identity here. And it says that um, it is um, the definition of is the characteristic or way in which our desires and fears manifest themselves and our personalities respond to the behavior, negative and positive, of others. Which is pretty much straightforward, right? Mm-hmm. Like, for me, I'm I'm real funny. Like, I was, my mom always tell me to always have what you need. You know what I mean? Just have it. Don't ever ask nobody for nothing. And because she always told me that, because she's like, people will always treat you a certain type of way. So because... I'm always in this place of like, I don't want nothing from nobody. When it's time for me to do what I need to do, I'm going to just need to have it. 
You know what I mean? Have what you need. If I want to throw a party, make sure I have everything for that party because I'm not going to wait for other people to give me what I need for this party. Because then I have to ask, oh, can you please, like, lend me your tablecloths? Or can you please, uh, let you know, I hate situations like that. So now I'm in this place where I'm like, I never ask people. I hate asking. My pride, girl. I hate asking stuff. So that phase, I'm like, I I need to relax. If I need help, I need to ask for help. You know, it's got you know, sometimes we pick up behaviors and it's like we don't ask for help for simple things. Like, hey, can you give me a ride real quick? My car broke down. Like, you know. It's a pride thing though. It's a pride thing. Closed mouths don't get fed. Sometimes you if you have to get comfortable within yourself for you to know it's okay to ask for help because not everybody can do everything by themselves. Sometimes you just need some help and some assistance. It's okay. So true. So true. So I, I'm, I'm talking about the emotional aspect of identity because I think it's a huge aspect mm-hmm. to identity crisis. I do believe that our emotional identity shapes who we are. It mm-hmm. alters everything. You know, I mean, from my, from my experience of struggling to be affectionate with um family members or even with in my um with my partner in our relationship it shapes who i am i know jen you and i've been friends for so long but i remember a lot of times you used to tell me like you don't have to have your guard up with me like it's okay to just love on each other you know and it was hard for me to understand that because i didn't see that aspect of love right Mm -hmm. but i think we have to get girl i was just thinking right I think we need to get to a point where we realize it's our choice to shape our identity. It's our choice to say, this is who I am. Not our mm-hmm. parents, not our brother, cousin, you know, this is who I am. Yes. And as you do that, you need to figure out what your non-negotiables are, you know, with yourself and with other people, you know, figure out what you're passionate about, figure out who you are, understand what makes you happy, what what fuels you, what drains your energy. You got to pay attention to these things. My girl said you need to figure out what your non-negotiables are. Girl, I didn't even think about that. You got me messed up right now. Mm -mm. (laughs) You got me excited. Like, I want to dance. Non-negotiables. So what... What are some of your what are some of your non-negotiables? Because I didn't even think about that. Like, that didn't even come to my mind. Oh, my God. Honestly... I told you before, I'm I'm my I'm building relationships with intention. I don't need any popcorn relationships, friendships or whatever. You know, I need people that are gonna be consistent, you know, that's gonna be honest, right. that's gonna be genuine, you know. We need to have like we just need to be aligned. I, I don't do like the fake friends, the frenemies, you know what I mean? Like I don't wanna have to step up like do things that I'm not comfortable, be outside of myself just to be able to satisfy other people. I want to do things that I like and just be comfortable. You know what I mean? Like right. my non-negotiables is just doing anything that's outside of me. If it doesn't speak true or if it's not conducive to my growth, I can't do it. And a lot of people are not understanding of that because, you know, they're just comfortable being in whatever situation that they're in. And I can't, I can't just put myself or put my energy at risk just to satisfy somebody else that's so true i agree i agree i would say when i think about non-negotiables when it comes to my identity it's kind of hard to think about it because 
I'm that is a self thing. So I, I a lot of it has to deal with me confronting myself and saying, hey, this is what you are doing and you need to fix it. Because a lot of us are in denial when we go through situations, when we experience different things, when we see ourselves affecting ourselves, right? We don't actually take out the take the process or take the time to confront ourselves and say- You gotta take accountability. Right, well, how many of us, like for real, until, I'm gonna be real with y'all, until the shit just gets like shit and it's down and shit is when we're actually like, dang, but you did do this though. Girl, mm-hmm. but look at yourself, you did do that. And that's why you're in this situation. And it'll right. take a couple of falls for us to get there to actually confront ourselves. Because not everybody's ready to take accountability, telling ourselves that we're wrong or being told that we're wrong. Not everybody's okay with that because, I don't know, it's a pride thing. But it's okay to be like, okay, I messed up. It's a learning curve. Now what else? You know what I mean? It's fine. Yeah, I I completely understand. And the thing is that I I love the fact that I broke down this emotional identity because as I was writing my outline to the podcast, I was just like, wow, like I really, really, I was... I've I, before I even wrote this before I even decided the topic I was going through a process of self-discovery. I felt like I needed to and like for me the process went into me actually shutting down everything, kind of like turning everything off and really just trying to like see things for what it was to to make sure I didn't have any distractions mm-hmm. and kind of just have like a clear understanding of what was going on. You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. in my life around me, my surroundings, the people that I'm around, all those things. So in the process of me doing that, I that's how I realized that there were things from my childhood that was affecting my present and my future. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, why is this affecting me when everyone else in that time and era have moved on and they're doing what they're doing and this is still affecting me? Why can't mm-hmm. I let go of because you haven't healed from it you know that's what happens when you don't heal from a situation or when you don't acknowledge certain situation it just festers and it just builds up and it turns into anger or frustration or you know what have you but i've been there girl i know exactly what that looks like i know what it feels like and then when you have all of that built up inside of you you know you're more triggered Mm -hmm. than usual but you're not understanding of why you're triggered you know, this is how this is how a lot of people, you know, end up self-sabotaging themselves because they're not really taking the time to heal or understand themselves to really see what these behaviors that are not healthy are, you know? Like, you just have to really understand yourself to know that there's a greater power and that there's more, there's better things to look forward to, but you just have to grow with it, you know? You can't you can't be reluctant to change. That's so true. That's so true. We have to be, we have to be open to change. We have to be open to being uncomfortable. And being uncomfortable sucks. I'm not gonna lie to you. Going through this process sucks for me. I'm still going through it right now and I don't like it. And it's so funny because um Jen talked about being accountable and I wonder if accountability, if too much accountability is not good for you. 
because I find myself condemning myself all the time, like just too strong with it. I'm like, God, it's not what you say. It's it's how you say it. You know, don't, it's not to bash yourself. Like I can give myself an, an example. I can give you an example. Like, you know, a few weeks ago, my car had gotten broken into. Now I can't say broken into because I could have left the door unlocked, you understand? Because the way, you know, I could have been distracted. I had my godson. So instead of me being so hard on myself and be like, oh, you're, you're not, you're dumb, you're this and you're that, I just had to take the chin up. They did steal a few things from my car and I just had to keep it pushing. I wrote, I made a report because, you know, that's dangerous. And in, in any case, you got to, you know, go the right way about handling things. But as far as, you know, the things that were taken, I just had to take the loss because I possibly left my door unlocked knowing that, you know, I had a lot of things going on and a baby on my hands. So, you know, you just have to really be gentle with yourself. The same, it's funny because I, I seen this um, episode of Ayanla Van Zandt, um, Save My Life yeah, or Fix My Life. I do, because that really helped me heal a lot, to be honest with you. And I remember her discussing with this woman, she said, you have to deal with her the same way you would handle a, a young, fragile child. Because ultimately, we do have that baggage that we're holding on to, like you discussed earlier, you know, the family traumas and the things that we held on to. All of those things just fester inside us in the form of a young child. And you have to nurture yourself the same way you would nurture a young child when you're going through these healing processes. No matter how big or matter how small the process is, you know, whether you stub your toe or, you know, you lose a loved one, you still have to be gentle with yourself. Still be hard the same way, but you know you still have to find find a way to be compassionate with yourself. You can't just be so stern on yourself because the world is hard enough on us as it is. You know. So I like that, Jen. We have to learn how to be compassionate about ourselves, and that's that's part of um, finding our identity and manifesting it. It's 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 having compassion in the things of pulling because what we're doing is. Um, it's like digging into a pile. You're finding things that you don't like. You're finding things that hurt you. You're finding things that you want to keep. So it's kind of like, mm, okay, I'm digging through. Ah, I want to let go of that. Toss it. Mm, oh, I like this about myself. Let's keep that because that's positive, right? Mm, ah, that's been eating me up. I'm, I'm, I'm done with that. So in the process of that, cause that's where I am. That's where I am really. Um, I'm confronting myself with everything. Like and, and I'm telling you, girl, I really struggle. So I'm glad that you're talking about compassion because that's something that I struggle with for myself. I'm so hard on myself when it comes to delivery, um, with anything that I do, anything I do, I'm like, well, this didn't happen this way because you didn't do A, B, and C. You know why this didn't happen? Well, okay, speaking of. So yesterday I had my shoot, my brand shoot, and I was upset. I was very upset because I didn't see it playing out the way that I expected. And part of it was that I was 30 minutes late to the shoot. It's late to the shoot. And I don't know if that would have changed the outcome of things, but here I am reflecting a million times over and over again, like, ah, the shoot didn't go well. Well, from my perspective, the shoot didn't go well. I didn't get the pictures yet or see anything. But from my perspective, the way the energy was in the room, um, the way that the girls were taking the pictures, like just the way things were just um, playing out, 
um, and occurring in that moment, I was just like, mm. I, I was so sad after because I had these high expectations, girl. And I'm like, I think it's because you were 30 minutes late. And I'm, I'm so mad at myself. Like, I'm mad. I mean, like on the drive there, I'm mad. And it wasn't even my fault why we were 30 minutes late, but I'm still mad about it, you know? Because I'm like, girl, you got up at 6 a.m. The shoot was at 2, and you were late. Like, it's not my fault why we were late, but I'm like, maybe if you did something different. Here I am like, well, if you did this, then you did that, and you did that. Anyways, I'm not going to go on and on, because as y'all could tell, I'm still heated about it. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, but, you have the right to be upset, though. I understand, but you have to also be gentle on yourself, like I mentioned, because, you know, when you go into the situation with that attitude, you're already setting yourself up for failure because you're already in your mind just telling yourself all kinds of negativity. Trust me, I know what it, I know what it feels like. I, I self-sabotaged a whole relationship because I had so much festering, all the negativity, the, the things that I kept telling myself, you know, it was just, it's all mental. You really got to learn to find a proper way to communicate with yourself so that way you're motivating yourself as opposed to beating yourself down. You know, you got to highlight all of the things that you do instead of highlight all the things that you did wrong or could have did. You know, celebrate yourself a little bit more. I mean, take, take, note, take note of all the things that could have gone better so that you can grow, but take it as a growing process. But you still have to enjoy the moment. Like we miss out so, so much on the moments that we're in because of things that we're worried about that happened already or didn't happen yet or we want to happen. Like we need to take in the moment, stop, and just let our mind be at ease so that way we can really, and you know, appreciate what we have at that time. So that's, mental health is a big thing. And it just starts with all, how we talk to ourselves, how we respond to ourselves, what we think about ourselves. Oh my gosh, Jen, on point, yes, girl. Yes, yeah. it's very important. And I think that honestly, in the process of me condemning myself so much, I like to say condemn, you know, but in the process of me being so hard on myself and holding myself accountable all the time, I I didn't realize how to just it, it started to mental it, it mentally affects me. It makes it hard for me. Like today was a hard day because of yesterday. And yesterday I was in a bad mood, right back till today, you know? And it, it did mess with me mentally and and it, it goes into really just learning how to see the brighter side of things. So, and that's what I was trying to do. Like you said, you know, try to see your accomplishments and the things that happened in that moment, the good things. And that's what I did, but I really needed to realize that, Hey girl, it's okay. It's okay. We're, we're working on ourselves. Identity doesn't just self discovery doesn't just happen overnight right right it's always going to be a process always right and things are not always going to go up to it's not always going to reach our expectations but we still have to be willing to accept what we have mm -hmm. that's true and i think that it's hard because and this is going to be another podcast because I, I really, it was on my mind heavy. And that is that you have the right to have expectations. You have the right to have expectations. No matter what. I think that sometimes I'm like, oh, you shouldn't have expectations. Just just give yourself the lowest level of expectation. Like to me, like I, people always ask me like if I have an event or something and they're like, are you excited? I'm like, no, nah, 
I'm not excited. Because if I get excited, I'm having expectations. And then when it doesn't go the way I want it to go, I'm sad about it. And yeah. and then I started saying to myself, well, maybe you shouldn't have expectations. And then I and then I really reverted. I was like, no, girl, you have the right to have expectations. What what kind of person walks every day without having expectations of their life or expectations of their friends, expectations right. of their loved ones? You you need to have expectations because if you don't have, expectations, have realistic expectations, right? I agree. Realistic expectations is important because you can't have these outlandish expectations and think like, okay, they're going to be met like. Oh, someone's gonna give me a million dollars tomorrow. You know, <laughs> right? I just think it's crazy. But um, I just wanted to definitely say that Jennifer said something very significant, and and that's being gentle on yourself. Let's be gentle on ourselves when it comes to finding our identity and holding ourselves accountable. Be gentle to yourself. Um, understand that you are still human and we still make mistakes in the process of that. And it's okay too, because what we're doing is working on ourselves. It's a daily process of working on yourself. So moving on from that, because we're all about ourselves, okay? I wanted to talk about self-love in the process of, of letting go and manifesting your identity. And how do you start with loving yourself? How do you do it? And the first step is accepting. For me, the first step was accepting all my flaws. Mm. All of my flaws. Since I'm, since I'm so hard on myself, accept all the flaws. Yeah, you mean as hell. Yeah, you are yes. uptight as hell. Not saying that's what I am, but like I'm just saying, you know. You gotta, like, yeah, you gotta call it out. Call a thing a thing. Yeah. Right. Say it out loud. Whatever it is, say it out loud because it's you. Do not have to be a certain way for the rest of your life. There are people out there who are bitter. They're bitter because it was their choice. Okay. Whatever happened to them that created that bitterness, it is your choice to continue to live in that bitterness. It's mm -hmm. okay to let it go and move on. I, I just. It's okay. It's okay to not let that fester and, and sit on your shoulders, you know, because that's what it does. It is a burden that hinders over you constantly, right? And practicing self-love means, ah, oh, it's like taking that breath, you know, you know, when you end up in a place where you just like, you ever get in your bed? And I think that's what I think about letting go as, you know, when you're tired as hell, you're just tired. And you take a nice shower. You got the water in your skin, a nice warm water, the steam in the shower. You're just ready to relax. You're just over there slithering the soap all over your body, okay? Now, I mean, the way I'm describing it, it just feel good right now, right? Water, and then you just drop your head and the water just falling on the back of your neck. You're just like, oh, okay. When I hit this bed, it's going to be right, right? And then you get into the bed and you shimmy in that shoulder. You roll over. You get in that spine. You just like, uh, you just let go the whole, the whole day. You just let it go. You let go of the whole day. You just, ah, that sweet spot. Mm. Like, I just deserve this bed right now. I just let it all go. You know, your body is relaxed. What happened to you that day is gone. I think that's what letting go should feel like. Just a release, you know? Yeah, I agree indeed. Some people don't know what to let go of. You have to figure out what's not conducive for you, what's not helping you grow, 
you know, it's draining your energy as opposed to really, you know, providing any kind of satisfaction for you. You know, you really do need to release all of that because once you do, like you said, it's, it does feel like that. It really does. Because once you start moving freer and you start, you're in a different place, you'll feel much lighter. Yeah. That's how I feel, girl. Let go all of that baggage. I'm telling you, you feel lighter, like a feather. So we we need to definitely make sure we're doing more self-love and loving on ourselves and treating ourselves like we deserve it. That's the mm-hmm. part of, I really believe that this is a huge aspect of identity, of, of finding yourself, of manifesting that identity is loving on yourselves and yeah. letting go of any of the flaws and all of that just loving on yourself no matter what do not just i can't look at myself in the mirror and say i don't like this person you Mm -hmm. know i have to love the good the bad and the ugly that's the realest love you're gonna get nobody can love you like you you have to i feel like that's how you really learn love you have to learn to love yourself first how can you learn to love anybody else if you don't know how to love yourself how can you accept love from anybody else You'll accept anything if you don't love yourself properly. Real facts. I was just thinking, how could you possibly even exist if you don't even love yourself? People you know? do. They just they just exist and like you said, they're not living. No. They're just there. So like a walk you're you're a walking zombie. You're not even yeah. because you don't even love you. Mm-hmm. You know? You you're just here. You're just here. Yeah. And I do believe when you're like that, you don't put off anything positive into where you are no positive energy nothing because energy comes back you know you walk into a room if you're that person who do not love yourselves when you love yourself when you walk into a room people catch the vibe people catch the vibe yeah they'll feel that energy like and you don't need that energy following you all around the world Mm -hmm. no matter where you go i feel a self-esteem thing for sure it takes time to develop and get to the point where you you have that that love that you need for yourself, but you know it it takes growing and learning and making mistakes and you know learning what not loving yourself looks like for you to know what loving yourself does look like. You know everybody goes through life differently. We all have different turns that we take. We all have different paths that we go down, but ultimately we can all share the same experience and and trying to find the love and satisfaction that we all deserve. Very true. That is very true. So the next thing to manifesting, letting go and manifesting your identity is communication. Communicating. um, And that means communicating with others about maybe past hurt. And communicating doesn't mean that you're going to get healed now from that person because sometimes when you communicate to a person about the way they made you feel or something that they've done to you, they might not give you the response that you're looking for. But to be able to talk about it, you might not necessarily get the closure that you want, but to be able to say, I said what I said. Exactly. able to just let it all out. There's nothing that hurt me. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. that I can just say, okay, I'm past this. This no longer will hold on to me. This no longer will hurt me from the inside. It will no longer take up space in my mind. I'm mm-hmm. just past it, you know? Well, so girl, that's-, that's forgiveness. That's forgiveness. You forgive for yourself and not for anybody else once you're able to let go. It's, mm-hmm. it's the relief in just being able to say, okay, I'm able to get past this because I can finally 
speak it and own my truth and be okay with it. Can I get real personal with y'all for a second? Like, I love my mom to death. And I've tried, there are things that from my childhood that has happened between us where I tried sitting down talking to her, like I would say more than 10 times. And I was just open to just doing it over and over again. And every time I'm like, this woman is not hearing you. She's not listening. She does not care. She's like, why are you still caught up on this past when I moved on? Let go, right? And I was just like, <sighs> frustration, like so frustrated because I'm like, I feel like I'm talking to a wall. But then I got to a point where I've gotten to an age where I understand who my mother is as a person. I understand myself as a person. And I understand that the past has just, things orchestrated itself the way it has. And now I've gotten to a place where I can say, you know what, mom, I love you for the person you are. Um, I forgive you for the way you treated me as a child, you know? And I'm not mad at you for it anymore. I'm not. So I can sit here and have the conversation about, the hurt that you've done to me, um, the hurt that you've you've done, the hurt that you've given me, the pain that I felt, the the insecurities that have built up from the for the from things that you've said to me or from how you treated me. And I'm able to say, hey, I can let that go by having that conversation with her. Now, of course, she didn't say, Oh my God, Christina, I'm sorry for for you feeling that way. I'm so sorry for for treating you like that. It was more of Oh, you still on that? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, excuse me, you know? So I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, I said what I said. Thank you very much, mom. And now I am free. I'm no longer shackled or chained down by this hurt. I'm free, you know? So even when she says some things now, and a lot of times I'm in this place where I'm like, oh my God, I'm so much like her. And I don't want to be so much like her because her, this person that she is, was not that great to me as a mother. Like, and when I want to be clear, because I want to be clear, because I, I don't want to say the wrong thing, right? Now, my mom is a great provider, right? And never needed for anything. But when it came to us, it, affection and love and compassion, she didn't have that, Right? And a lot of it dealt with her tearing me down instead of building me up. And I think, um, I don't know if that's a West Indian parent thing. I can't say that it is, but I know a lot of us who have West Indian parents experience that. Jen, I don't know if you experienced that per se. But yes, I have, girl. And I don't know, have you ever, have you been, because I know, like we go back, but have you been in a place where you needed to, um, express yourself to that person to just let go although you're not going to get the response that you wanted um i feel like i i used to be like that now i'm just in a point where i i'm not convincing anybody of anything anymore like i said what i said and that's just what it is um but i can totally relate to um what you said regarding your mom and, and that the conversation that needed to be had you know, I think it's important because, you know, even though they might not be in that place of healing or, um, you know, accountability, um, just for you to be able to get that off your chest and be able to say what you needed to say is important. But, you know, we can't always expect the same response in return to be reciprocated because just because you're in that place of self-healing and, and you're able to discuss it and, and move on, 
doesn't mean that everybody else is in that space. And that's where I, you know, where I, I kind of got frustrated because, um, you know, constantly being the one trying to be, you know, the fixer, trying to make everything right. And, you know, some things are not going to be fixed on your terms. You know, people have to figure out their own things on their own time. So, you know, you just got to continue to grow and move how you're going to move. And believe me, people are going to see your growth and they're going to be, they're going to want to know where the growth comes from and try to see, you know, how you got to that point. And when you're, when they're ready to sit down and have that discussion and really be able to heal and move on, they'll know when to, to come to you. But until then, you just got to keep pushing forward the way you're doing because clearly what you're doing is working for your development. And that's all that really matters at this point because you can't roam through the world just existing. Like we have to live and be free and enjoy our life every single day because we can't take it for granted. Live, be free, and live your yeah. life every day because you cannot take life for granted. I think that was yeah. perfectly said. And... I love that. Um, Jen, I was trying to pull something out of you a little bit with that. I wanted you to get a little personal when it came to talking about the communication part and um, trying to express yourself. It, like, um, like, is there a friendship um, where you needed to? I'm trying to get some realness out of you here. You're giving me the face value of it. I mean, at this point, is there a person i'm trying to think of a particular situation because you know these conversations don't always end the way we want it to end so sometimes you just have to throw our hands in the air you know i can give an example um i thought okay so i have an example but like i said it didn't end well um i did have tried to have a conversation this was about a year ago um i had my older sister and i we have like a love-hate relationship like we're on when we're on we're really close and when we're off it's just like you know cats and dogs but you know when we were doing really good within our relationship we I would try to talk to her and just to you know kind of give her advice from a, a different kind of perspective because certain things that were transpiring I felt you know could have been avoided let's just say and um you know as I tried to just speak my truth and and not so, not necessarily try to judge. I try not to judge in these kind of situations because everybody has, you know, different ways of reacting and responding to situations. But when I try to just express my, you know, where I come from and my experiences, for example, um, I was going through the beginning stages of my self discovery and trying to figure out who I am. This was a year ago, and I went to go see a friend of mine who. Um, you actually know Maria, she did the um, woman empowerment brunch. Right. So I went to her house and we just hung out. We were just talking. We were talking about business. I was looking at her website and she was telling me that she does tarot card readings, right? So I've always been a little interested in, in tarot cards and how it works. So I asked her and I said, okay, so, you know, do a reading on me just to see what comes up. And when she did a reading, she just brought up different things that really did hit home. When I tell you these cards were on point, it, it hit every um, dimension of me that I needed to grow past. And um, one of them being just self-development, loving myself, taking, you know, appreciating myself, coming into my womanhood. One of them, another one was breaking a cycle. Um, she said that there was a pattern or a cycle that I found myself in that I was, I, if I followed and trusted my instinct, 
that I would um, come out of it and break the cycle. And um, it was a few more, but I don't really remember all of them. So anyway, back to the, so I digress back to the story. So as I had this conversation with my oldest sister, we were sitting in her car one day and we were just talking about it, you know, just, and I'm telling her from my experiences because we live like two totally polar opposite lives. So I'm telling her things about what happened in my terror reading. And I'm so excited because I'm just, you know, I'm like, okay, this is a new journey. I'm going to go. But as I explained it to her, I, I kind of felt like I was being judged, you know, so instead of it being like, oh, this is great. They kind of was like, oh, so if that's the case, then why did you do this? And why don't you do that? And I'm, I kind of felt like I was being judged more, more than anything, but I'm just like, well, nobody's perfect. You know, I'm, I'm still growing just like you're growing. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like just sharing this, the moment with her would have just been her, her chance to be able to like motivate and enlighten me a little bit more, just to encourage me to just fall more into it. But instead I kind of felt she basically was just being petty at that moment because at the time, myself and my mom didn't really have a great relationship and she just threw it in my face just to be spiteful you know and i just felt that was ultimately disrespectful but just to see where the conversation took the turn i just said you know what this this whole situation is just not conducive conducive for my energy so i'm just going to remove myself and just just keep it to myself because clearly something that i had said in that conversation had triggered a whole different conversation that I didn't want to be a part of. So in those kind of situations, you just need to see what's good for you and what's not. Not everybody's really to see the growth and really try to follow the path that you're on. Some people are there. You got to protect the energy because some people will block your blessings, truly, you know. Energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very important. But I try to I try to stay. That's why most of my time I try to stay and, and really I'm a loner all on all in all like that's just how i am but as of lately i'm just i'm more protective of my energy because when i when i get attached to people when i care about people when i love someone i tend to go all out above and beyond you know what i mean and it's hard to find that kind of relationship that's reciprocated because you know people are not like me i can't expect people to do what i'm capable or able to do for everybody else so until it comes to me where it's mutual whether it's family, friends, or a relationship, like if you're ready to receive me and you're ready, you're open and will and able to understand or try to gain some kind of understanding of me, then we can sit and have a conversation. But until then, I just try to keep my, you know, opinions and thoughts, you know, to myself because not everybody is yep. at the stage where I'm at to be able to have that conversation, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think um, that's, that's where we go back to this the emotional aspect of emotional identity it's where um you were talking to her and she just she just made you actually want to go back into your shell and that's what created yeah. this environment where you're like hey i don't want to accept anyone into my space I, i'm i'm more of a loner and now i really don't trust anyone i I need to reserve my energy and make sure my energy stays clean and positive because you know because of how people respond to me you know it's nothing like feeling like an outsider like you don't fit and I hate that feeling I hate the feeling of not feeling like I don't fit in or or when people look at me like I'm you ever seen um the Timmy Turner episode of um 
um, the Fairly Odd Parents, and he wished that everyone could be the same and no one would stand out because kids are making fun of him. And then when he made everyone the same, right, there were, everyone looked like gray blobs. And when everyone looked like gray blobs, he ended up, they, now the blobs were like, well, I'm the cleaner blob and I'm the blob with the best blob and I'm the grayest blob of them all. And you're not, your blob is not like my blob. And I was just like, wow, like that is so significant that even if we all look the same and all act the same, someone was still find a way to stand out and make you someone else and make you feel uncomfortable about yourself and who you are. And it's so significant, girl. It's so significant. And I'm not going to lie to you. I find myself actually in a place where, like, if I am super, like, I get so uncomfortable when I feel like the outsider. I'm quick to leave a space if 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 I don't fit in. And I'm like, and that's why when I go somewhere, I tend to be a little more quiet because I'm like not everyone can handle my personality so I'm and that's the insecurities for me or I'm like let me fall back from talking because y'all about to come in here and start acting crazy and then I say something everybody's just quiet you know like I don't know that's what throws me off so I get where you expressing yourself to your sister and she's like well you do this and you act like this and you that and you that and and that's more of her being a high nose towards you right mm-hmm. like she 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 pointing her nose up high and looking down on you like well well you know you did that yourself well you know I don't like exactly. that. I, I can't get where you're coming from and I you know <laughs> Girl, this conversation is just taking me off to another place of things that I would love to get into because it's just it's gotten to a point where I realize that not everyone's gonna understand who you are and who you're destined to be, you know. Mm-hmm. And I do not have to conform or confine or change anything about myself to police people. Big on it, girl based on the right or wrong because we know what right and wrong is right and exactly. you have a code of conduct to interact and engage with people because we need people we need people to live we need people to survive it's it's, it's proven psychologically proven that we need to surround ourselves with other individuals but as long as I live to a code of conduct, I'm okay with me being me. And it's crazy. As I've gotten older, I always say, and I always tell you this too, I said, I'm the same bitch, and I'm sorry, excuse my language, but I'm the same bitch Monday through Sunday. I ain't going to change for nobody. Catch me on Monday, I'm the same person. Catch me on Tuesday, mm-hmm. I'm the same person. I'm not changing yeah. for nobody. Period. That's how it should be. Trust me. I get it. That's exactly how it should be. Yep. I'm I'm ex- I'm happy about who I am. I'm excited about who I am. I am prideful about who I am. I'm prideful about my identity, flaws and all. Even without the good, I'd be like, dang, yeah, I did respond this way. I am this type of way. But you know what? I'm still happy about who I am. And I'm mm-hmm. okay with working on it. So I, I'll go right as I'm talking about this, I'm going right into the fact of trusting. Trust who you are. Trust your identity. Trust, because that's how you're going to manifest. Trust the person that you are. Trust the person that you're growing to be. And you will manifest that identity. You will walk in your purpose fully. You got to know that. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's the biggest. <laughs> yes, girl. Speak on it. Yeah. It's so true. 
You got to trust yourself. You got to trust you. Don't worry about nobody else. Trust yourself. Trust yourself. I trust that Christina can be a better person. I trust that Christina can walk into this, walk in this life, this thing called life and be better and do better. I trust that people will still accept me. I trust that I can walk into a room and I am who I need to be. You know, I don't need to change. You ever, oh girl, I know we have friends like that. You ever got those friends who walk into a room and there's somebody else instantly? Mm -hmm. Yes, I don't like that. This is, I say this to everybody, like, I don't try to impress not one soul. I don't care if it's my boss to my mama. Like, I'm just going to be me and you're going to be impressed by that in itself because, you know what I mean? Like, who has the time to alter themselves every time they get into a, you know, uh, there's a level of, of, you know, code switching. So when I come to work, I'm not the same girl that I am when I'm out with my friends. But as far as just your being and your character and your personality, it's important for you to be so grounded with yourself that you can be yourself around anybody and everybody. But not everybody is at that level of centeredness, you know. So you can't really expect people to really know how to handle that. But once you get that point, there's no going back. There's no going back. There's no going back. So we're about to have, this is our woe moment. So I want to go into what our woe moment is. And that's the, that's the aha. Okay. That was my aha moment. My takeaway from all of this. And um, I had a few questions that I laid out for myself after going through this. And it was, how can you thrive when discovering yourself? And are there barriers when discovering yourself? And um, I gave some, I list some examples of some barriers, and that is the lack of self love, um, unbalance in life, um, and or unbalanced means like the overconsumption of like responsibilities or the overconsumption of like social media or the over um, overconsumption of expectations of yourself and people um, that can hold a lot like if maybe your parents expect you to be a certain way and that's not who you are, for instance, or, and that, that falls big of being like something that people expect you to be. That can definitely be a barrier because here you are um, living a split life and being one way because people expect you to be this way when you are actually another way. And that's the person who you are, right? And this, this falls into things like when we talk about like the LGBTQT world and um, a lot of times there are many people who are fighting who they are because people don't see them that way and that's not who they are. But I didn't ask you to see me the way you chose to see me, if that makes any sense. Right. I, I'm, I'm trying to see myself the way that I see myself and I need you to see me that way. I need you to understand me that way. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, right. Same thing with I, I always say, like, I don't have kids, but people who raise their children and have children do not set. Do not tell your kid, oh, you're going to be this way. Like, I'm not tomorrow going to say, oh, because I was a swimmer, my son's going to be a swimmer. I say son. I think I'm gonna have a son, but whatever. I don't think I, I don't think my son is gonna be a swimmer too. So my son's gonna be a swimmer, and my son is going to my son is going to be a doctor because there's doctors in my family. Like I'm not going to set this 
this expectation of him and these responsibilities that will leave an unbalance in his life, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that in the end of it, when I have my aha woe moments, right? I say to myself that I have to eliminate these barriers. So I'm I'm eliminating unbalances in my life. I'm eliminating the lack of love, self-love in my life. I have to start loving on me and I have to start balancing myself. Mm. That is your moment, Jen. Oh, girl. My woe moment. I think you were saying earlier about um in reference to the children, I think it's important not to project onto people, whether it be children or relationships. I think it's important to take accountability uh, in any situation, no matter how old you are or how young or what this case may be. Uh, I think that's important. And I also feel like self-love is always the goal that needs to be the foundation, because once you learn what self-love is, you'll know what it is to love. And once you know what love is, you'll be able to show it to everyone else. So yeah. love is everything. You gotta really, you know, take heed in that. Girl, I'm just happy that we realized that in the process of trying to find our identity and letting go and manifesting identity, that realized that self-love is important it's the number one thing on our list and um part of self-love is um having time for you sometimes you got to shut everything down and do what you enjoy a mental break is everything just shut everything off everything everyone and everything and just be able to gather in your thoughts take the process to um sit down and gather your thoughts and for me personally what i do is i get my journal and i just start jotting random things down it might not even make sense, but because my my brain is rambling and going on and on, I just start to jot down and I write down and I write down and I keep writing until I pour it all out. And then I say, okay, I'm good now. Because I think that sometimes we seek people to validate our feelings and to say, why do I feel this way? Is it because of that? You know, they're not our therapists. You know, if you need to have a conversation like that, you talk to a therapist who's going to be mutual and clearly help you understand your feelings compared to you talking to like your sister or your cousin. And they say, well, you feel, oh, I would never feel this way. It's because you did A, B, and C in your life, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Just let go of that and just shut everybody out and find you. Okay, and love on you. That's that's what's important. So we want y'all to always love on yourselves. And yes, our yeah. moment was to make sure that we love on ourselves and find balance in our lives. That was our huge world moment for this episode. So we are so happy that you guys are listening in. And don't forget that we are actually officially recording our episodes. So you can check yes. on YouTube, right, Jenny? Yes, I'm so excited. 
<laughs> so we're stepping it up. We're stepping it up out here. So we just want to thank you guys for coming on to the episode. And don't forget, we got our episodes coming every single Tuesday. So every Tuesday, you make sure you get up in the morning, you hit that download, cultivate her episode and take a listen first. If you haven't, please subscribe to our Women Empowerment page on Facebook and Instagram and every platform that you listen to cultivate her on. Okay. Check cultivate her out. All right. Now. I just thank you guys, and we will see you guys next Tuesday. Hey, bye, guys. We're going to take our last sip right here. I got a little swig left. Yeah, me too. All right, Cultivate Her Sisters. We see you guys next week.